How many of you struggled this morning? How many of you struggled yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before? You getting where I'm going? I, uh, we went on a pretty lengthy bike ride yesterday. Um, it was a couple hours longer than it should have been. But it's okay when you have friends in distress, you go help. But during yesterday and all morning this morning, I was, and I don't know how to put this. I don't know how to put it without getting you twisted. Because I know how y'all, how judgmental y'all are as Christians. Um, I told God this morning I can't do this anymore. See how judgmental you got? See how judgmental y'all got? How many? How many of you have said it before? I can't do this. That's why I asked you if you struggled this morning. And if you struggled yesterday and you struggled the day before and you struggled the day before. See, everybody has, everybody has something that you've struggled with. And that thing that we struggle with, we, I don't know, dude. I, I've swung in midair. I've tried to kick. I can't get no higher than the shin. So I try to kick in the shin. I've thrown stuff. I've gotten angry. I've cried. I've laid down, I've went into solitude, and I've done it all. And see, I'll, I'll talk about it because I know you won't. Because I know you're much better than that. So this morning, if you will allow me to speak on your behalf, I'm going to speak on your behalf and this is set up similar to a prayer. But I want to speak on your behalf. Because I know you won't. Because you're too good for that. You're much holier than that. You're much more righteous than that. You, you face nothing that you can't manhandle. Good morning. It might turn into a Wednesday night before we're done. Because I, I'm just, uh, man, I, I just keep reminding myself over and over and over. Because there, there, were, there were scriptures all through the Bible that keeps reminding me and, and keeps coming to my mind and just, oh, but consider Jesus. How many of you know that Jesus may have gone through a struggle or two? You're not, you're, Nate, come on. You're, you're not that person now that believes that because he was fully God, he never experienced anything, right? You're, you're not that person. I'll teach you better than that. He, he, he felt, he struggled, he went through, he fought in his mind, he fought against his will, he 
He went through all of that that you and I go through. He done that so that he could show us how to do it. And boy, aren't we just a stiff-necked people. We ain't learned yet. Have we? So this morning, the, the topic, the sermon, the title, whatever you want to call it, I can't do this anymore. And we're going to talk about it this morning. I'm getting in your kitchen. I'm glad to see that you came here. That way I wouldn't have to get in your living room and see the mess that you left last night. Like me and Debbie, we just kick covers over and head to the bed. I think God wants to deal with us this morning. And see, it's, it's not all about God doing away with things in your life. But it's about God preparing you and building you up and strengthening your faith. How many of you wanted to marry an ugly man? Now wait. Before, before we answer that, women, don't just, that might have been the wrong way to start that conversation. Okay, how, men, how, how many men wanted to marry an ugly woman? That, that might not. Sh- as much as we didn't want to marry an ugly man or marry an ugly woman or have an ugly job or have ugly clients, Jesus doesn't want an ugly saint. He's, he's looking for one that's built up in their faith. See, he, he wants a bride. Y'all might get sermon one, two, and three this morning. But he, he does. He, he wants that bride to walk down the aisle. Brides, for those that did, how many of you walked down that aisle that day? And it was like the world stopped. Wasn't nothing else a care. You seen that hot man that you chose. (laughs) But you seen that man. Your knight in shining armor. The one that you chose out of many and the world stopped and when you walked down the aisle that day you you walked with a with a sense of pride you were you were so you were so into it you and they make you walk slow man you wanted to get there so fast I mean, we done we done a wedding one time down in Greene County and and when, or it's Orange County. I don't know down there somewhere. I think it was Orange County. But when we went down there and done and done the wedding, it was raining that day, and they didn't have any backup plan. 
and it was an outside wedding. And when I say it was raining, my hair was wet. It was raining. But she said, uh-uh. This is my day. This, nope. We doing this. And I'm going, man, I'm out there with my suit and my iPad. And I'm going, oh, it's going to get wet. Lord, umbrella something. And we get out there. And they come to the altar. And it starts raining harder. And she looked at me and I looked at her. I said, what do you want to do? She said, just get to the point. I said, the I do's perfect. I, now, Pastor, you can't marry people like, yes, I did. Boy, if we was, if we was as willing to stand, oh, Tommy, just go ahead and give me lights. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I might as well just submerge. But if, if, we, if we were in, if we were in our faith, if we were in our belief system, as much as that lady was that day in her wedding, no storm. I can't do this anymore. How many of you? How many of you have done it? You, you made it up in your mind. You you were going, and it didn't matter. Nothing went your way. Your makeup was pasty, not powdery. It it went on, and it looked like you had measles. It just you were trying to do your hair, and your hair just went. Me and all you were trying to do was get down a cup of coffee and get out the house. But in the meantime, in the meantime, let the dogs out. Did you water the dog? Did you feed the dogs? Did you give the dogs a book? Hey, before you leave, one more time, would you let the dogs out? See, y'all don't understand where I'm coming from, but I understand where you're coming from. See, I, I live in it. <laughs> Man, all we want to do is just get out of the house, get in the car, and just get on with the day. We got to get... But man, it's everything that can happen. I'm going to use my wife as an example because I'm a minister to my wife this morning. I am. This morning might not be for you this morning. Might not be for you this morning. Backing out the driveway. Oh, I left my phone. <laughs> Get back in the truck. Oh, I spilt my coffee. I just want to go. We got somewhere to be. 
a certain time. Some of you got them crazy dogs. You open up a door and they gone. That's got to happen right now, right? It's got to happen right now. Right in the midst of everything else that's going on in my life. Now this has got to happen. I can't do this anymore. Go to work. I got my job. I get fired. Oh, it wasn't the good time. We didn't plan for that. I can't do this anymore. I was already late on a mortgage payment. But I haven't even got my car payment paid yet. Now I lose my job. What do you mean I owe taxes? <laughs> what do you mean Uncle Sam's got his hand out again? I can't do this anymore. Y'all with me? Have you, have you ever said to yourself, by yourself, not in front of your spouse, you, didn't, you definitely didn't do it publicly. I'm the only idiot that'll do stuff like that. I will put myself on display for the benefit of you because I know you won't come up here and do it. So just picture me like you this morning. I'm you, a little shorter, <laughs> a little prettier. But just picture, I'm you this morning, and I, I'm standing up here, and what I want to do is, is I want to tell everybody else that I know, and everybody that will at least listen to me for the next three hours, that I can't do this anymore. And see, I want, to be, I want you to be able to say this without anybody casting judgment on you or without anybody grabbing the Bible and hitting you in the face with it and being so judgmental that religion begins to minister to you and not the love of Christ. I want you to be able to stand in a freedom. I want you to be able to stand in a liberty and be so bold to look at God in the eye and say, I can't do this. Anymore. Y'all okay? Boy, I come in. I come in the house this morning swinging a bat, didn't I? Y'all are just. <laughs> Y'all mind if I do it now, Tommy? Just go ahead and uh, you, you can prepare 2 Timothy 4, 7. Just don't put it up. Because they don't know what it is. They don't know the scripture. That's why I give it to you so you can put it up here so that we could all be reminded because I don't know it either. Every, every, everything seems to be so complicated right now. It doesn't seem like you can break away of life in order to live. Why does everything have to be so complicated? Man, 
why, does, why do relationships have to be such an uphill battle? Day after day. Charlie, after all, been married 50 years. Why does it have to be? How many years have you been married now? 49. Well, I was close. I mean, 49 years. And you're still alive, Charlie. You are blessed and highly favored, brother. The See, if you don't believe the Bible, the Bible says that when you find a wife, you find a good thing. Look at that. Woo. Keeps you young or wears you out. Which one? Finances, man. Finances has got to be a struggle. It's a daily thing all the time. <laughs> you know what I what I, I used to hate? I used to hate real bad <laughs> was when the financial institution would send me a notice in the mail. And they would call me. Oh, this is just a friendly reminder. You ain't trying to remind me. You know I owe you, and I already know I owe you. I don't want to talk to you right now. See, I'm, listen, I'm just trying to be like you right now without judgment. Right, check, is it? Oh, okay, can I? Will y'all let me have a Wednesday? I even dressed like it was Wednesday. I done it with intention this morning. I dressed just like this on purpose. It wasn't by mistake. I didn't fall into my closet and this just, it was on purpose, intentional. Because I figured it'd be a nice one. I'm ready to run. I can take these shoes off quick and throw them. They don't even lace. Quit talking to me when I'm in the middle of something. I'm trying to keep my track of mind. Where was I at? Where was I? No, before that. Ah, checks in the mail. Here it goes. See, somebody's listening. I would expect my sister to be all in. She was so far. She was worried about all the struggles. But let me help you. I mean, here we are. Man, we're. <laughs> it was so funny. Because I think we done it by accident, at least I hope that we did, when we mailed one check to somebody and had one come back. Was it, we took the, did you mail the electric check to the billing, to the water? Some, some, anyway, whether it was water to billing or, or water to electric, electric, whatever it was, there, there were two checks that one, one went one way, one. I said, well, that's a good one. But why does everything have to be a struggle? All I want to do, Michelle, is if I could just... Has anybody ever said this? If I could just have one day... I, listen, I'm not even trying to be greedy right now. I'm just asking for one day. One day of no pain. One day of no aggravation. One day of no finance issue or thought problem or any... One day of my wife not saying, will you take a dog's... Just can I have just one day? Am I? Is it just me? Okay.
Ma'am. I hope this ain't a struggle email. <laughs> Can I just have one day of peace? I already know I owe you. Matter of fact, I know I owe you so well that I already sent it. Just one day. Anybody else in here like to have just one? Let's go to 2 Timothy 4, 7. Now this, this is... You have to remember, this is Paul, and, and, and Paul is talking to the one that he's training. And Paul is, Paul is his, his lights are dimming. Paul is on his way from this world to the next. Paul is, Paul is ready to hang his hat for the final time. And Paul decides to write to Timothy and tell Timothy this. Timothy... I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Well, it's, it's not that Paul has, hasn't had a fight. And it's not that what Paul has been fighting has been a good one. He's just saying that he's done good with the fight that he was given. I wonder how many of us can wake up with the confidence that what we fought yesterday, we fought well. Selah. How many of you right there just went ahead and went pause, rewind, and played yesterday through real quick to see if you fought a good fight? Not, not, not that what you faced was good, because we, we already know, we, we've already come to this conclusion. We have gone through every day of our life without just a moment's of rest. We can't get one day in our life, because it always seems like there's something. I wonder if we're going to be able to. You know what? Let's do this. I want, I want you to feel good. It's the first, isn't it? Pastor wants us to feel good. Pastor normally just beats us down and makes us go out and scratch our head going, why in the world? But I want you to feel good. So starting right now, we're going to live our life. And we're going to fight a good fight. I know, you, I know you haven't been fighting it good last week. I know yesterday was a struggle. I know this morning, boy, there was some mind changing, some mind altering, even about going to church. Because Paul says, I've, I've fought the good fight. It, it's not that I didn't have struggles. It's not that the things that I faced were all good. 
I mean, if you know anything about Paul, poor Paul. (laughs) But he said, I fought the good fight. He said, I want you to know, Timothy, that there's going, to be, there's going to be things in your life that you're not going to be able to control. And matter of fact, if, you're, if you choose today to serve the Lord at any capacity of a disciple, see how I've done that? Because most people just want to serve the Lord as, as a Christian. They, there's a difference I don't have but three hours. I've got to push. (laughs) If you're going to serve the Lord, Timothy, in any capacity, you're going to have to fight the good fight. And you're going to face adversity. And there's going to be things that you didn't ask for. There's going to be things that you didn't sow seed for. There's going to be issues in your life that you may feel are unjust unfair inappropriate wrong time getting drug into other people's truck because they want to call can i help y'all some if all they want to do is talk about the woes hang the phone up but pastor hang the phone up It's kind of like, don't worry about tomorrow. It's got troubles of its own. I'm not going to worry about your troubles because i got troubles of my own. I love you. You Bike ride, ice cream, dinner, I'm in. Uh, not every day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's why I put y'all on pause sometime. Y'all call, I just go voicemail. I'm joking. I, do, I told you this morning, I, I, give you, I give you some detail this morning. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I was telling you that I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm talking on your behalf. I'm speaking things that you're, you're not willing to speak. Can you imagine... How many, how many of you in here, and y'all going to go ahead, y'all going to help me, participatory sermon. How many of you in here right now have a problem? And whatever level it's on, have a problem. Now, how many of you, keep your hands up, keep your hands up, follow along, play along. How many of you have some friends that have a problem? Oh, so we raising two hands now, got one raising feet. Okay, how many of you have more than just a friend that have a problem? Mm. Do you you think that any of their friends might have problems? Now, I want you to think about this. Now you know how pastor feels. Could you imagine your phone, your email, your text messages? If everybody had to come to you. Now ask me again, why did you say I can't do this anymore? You with me? I'm just, I just want you to get a sense of, of, of how life can happen and how fast it can happen. 
and, and how much of a whirlwind it can toss you into when you're not prepared for it and what that could be to your faith. Because so many of us, we, we, have, we have a problem. We, we, we have a problem. And, and this problem is, God, it's not what you've done yesterday. What have you done for me lately? See, because of, he, look, he could have given you a flat-out miracle yesterday. He could have healed cancer. And today, because you stumped a toe or your husband said something, now the world done turned upside down. Boy, how soon we forget how God has snatched us out of despair. And because of something else, can I tell you, Jesus even said, he said, listen, don't be crazy. Don't get it twisted. This is the RDN version. Don't get crazy and don't get it twisted. You're going to face tribulation in this life. That's what he said. And, and we think that every day is supposed to be. Boy, as soon as life turns upside down, we want to start pointing fingers at God. And if God ain't listening, we want to point fingers at our husbands and our wives. And then her sisters. Right? Isn't that what we do? It, it, it's a deflection mechanism. So that, so that I don't have to take all the pressure. I'm going to give you some of it, so I'm going to make you a part of it. Now I've got somebody I can go off on. If you would have done what I told you... not that the fight he fought was good it was how he fought the fight that was good huh. I wrote this little note and said uh, some of us get caught up in our quit because the fight we are fighting seems to be unfair it seems to be unjust you ever been caught in a battle that you just, man, I didn't do anything to deserve this. And the fight won't go away. You go to bed with the fight. You wake up with the fight. You live in the fight. I can't do this anymore. See how I quit? Can I get a chair? I don't want to sit on one of mine. Yeah, this is easier. You're over a struggle. That big guy right there can't break loose the chair. Look how easy. Little man done it. See what I mean? Boy, I'm going to tell you what. I'm gonna I told y'all this might turn into a Wednesday. just can't it's too much honey what's wrong nothing I'm just tired every time I turn around 
Nothing ever seems to go right. I don't know who I'm talking to. I want you to understand Paul from Paul's perspective. See, it's one thing to look at someone and you have not gone through what they are going through or what they have gone through and you look at them and with your religious self, you tell them, well, you know that the Lord will never leave nor forsake. Shut up. I don't want to hear that. See, I'm going to, look, I'll challenge you because I know some of you, some of you go, well, that's the Lord's word. I would not. Yes, you, you do it. You do it. See, if you're, if you're not doing it, then you haven't, you haven't run up into the whirlwind of life. That has caused so much chaos and so much confusion. And you don't know where to go. You don't know where to turn. You don't have the finances to fix it. You don't have the influences to fix it. You don't have the relationships to fix it. You don't have the church to fix it. You don't have the pastor to fix it. You don't have the spouse to... I'm talking about that whirlwind. When it seems as though you're standing... All by yourself. <laughs> Can't do this anymore. Oh, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. It's not that you haven't tried. I remember I told you I want you to feel good. It's not that you haven't tried. You've tried. You've done some things differently. Instead of baking the cake at 350, you've done it at 365 this time. Apparently, I went overboard. Look, Miss Linda said, yep, Lisa's going, shoo. <laughs> okay, sorry. Maybe I should have consulted. But you've done things differently to fight what's hit you. You've changed. You, you've done some things and you, you've changed your lifestyle, your eating habits. You, you've changed things. You've changed on how you treat one another. You, you've changed things. You've changed how you discipline your children. You've changed things. I'm not saying that you haven't tried to change. I know you've tried. You've tried everything possible in your strength. And every day, it seems as though you become more tired, more agitated, more aggravated, more depressed, more... You fill in the blank. You know how you feel the more of every day. It seems like everything in your life is just going downhill and you, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. 
But see, when Paul spoke about this, Paul wasn't telling Timothy. He didn't tell Timothy, look, I fought a good fight because I didn't have anything. I was good. I took care of this. I'm hanging my hat. I've done well. Going to the house. This is, I want you to listen to this. Tommy, I didn't give you this. But I think, I think this is a good spot for this. Do 2 Corinthians. And just keep it in the NIV. Make it easy on you. 2 Corinthians 11. And do, uh, do 24 through 31. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up because I don't want to lose them. Okay. Now look. Here's. Paul says I've fought the good fight. Man, I've done a thing, Timothy. And see, if you don't know anything about Paul's life, you don't really understand how he's speaking to Timothy. But watch. This is Paul talking to the Corinth church. Look, he says five times. He's letting them know the things that he's gone through. The battles that he's had to face. Watch. I mean, listen, if there's anybody that has the ultimate right to say, I have fought the good fight, I have kept the faith, it is Paul. He said, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. He got beat based on your theology, just like Jesus but I've trumped your theology because I told you it was the Romans that beat Jesus. It wasn't the Jews. The Jews stayed at 39 because they was afraid of the 40 killing. The Romans didn't have a 39. The Romans said, beat them within an inch of their life. Just give them enough strength to take them to the cross and make them carry it. You're welcome. That was free. You didn't even have to put nothing in the offering. Oh, by the way, we're going to take that too. <laughs> Um, if you're watching online, just go ahead and scent it. They eating too. Food ain't free. Never mind. Okay, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I mean, if I'm going to be shipwrecked one time, I ain't going back. Anybody? Okay, if you have a plane crash one time, are you going back? Mm-hmm. If I shipwreck one time, I ain't going back. Don't even, I'm not even on a John boat. We're not floating Craig's Creek. We ain't doing none of that nonsense. It's just going to take one. Listen, if you don't learn by one, you got issues up here. Probably already do. I was shipwrecked. <laughs> Spent a night and a day in the open sea. Boy, just five minutes, because I've been there, out in the open sea. It's, well, it's a lot of water. There's some big creatures living up in that sea that we ain't seen. You can't tell me that science and every man has put finger. God's bigger than that. You can't tell me that we've seen everything that he, uh-uh. Nope. That's why they, we found a new flower today. Nope. You might have found it, but it ain't new. I have been constantly on the move. Anybody? 
You're always going. <laughs> oh, God, you got them this morning. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits. <laughs> People I don't even know chasing me. In danger from my fellow, come on, Paul. In danger from my fellow Jews. What? Christian people don't treat Christian people like that. From his fellow Jews. Boy, that's why I can, me and you, we. I understand now, Paul. In danger from Gentiles? I'm okay with that. I'll always be in danger from a non-believer, right? You can't expect, I'm going to help some of y'all other religious people. You can't expect sinners to act like Christians. Why are you getting upset because of what they say or how they dress or where they go or what they... Why are you involving yourself in how a sinner acts? Because of your expectation and your disappointment. How do you expect a sinner to act like a Christian when the sinner don't even know Christ and you just as bad as the sinner and you supposedly know Christ but you still... Y'all better leave people alone. Be careful not to judge lest you be judged with the same measure. Pastor, you say we're just going to make us feel good this morning. I'm coming. In danger from... In danger in the city... In danger in the country. Boy, you know it's bad when you're in danger in the country. I mean, the worst thing you worry about in the country is your chickens getting loose. <laughs> or a cow eating a chicken. Or a squirrel jumping down in a chicken coop and getting his butt spanked. <laughs> Y'all ever seen a chicken beat a squirrel? David was telling me that. That's funny. Anyway, in danger at sea and in danger from false believers. False believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. Anybody gone without sleep? I have known hunger, splitting hot dogs, and thirst and have often gone without food. Tommy, just check and see if you're back here. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Look, all the rest of it, he could not even have written down and just wrote that down, and I would have been right there with him. Because I, and I'm not saying that jokingly. I'm, I'm telling you from sincerity, because I'm watching churches fall away from a gospel. And they're preaching their own gospel for the tickling of someone's itchy ears. Call it what you want. I don't care, really. Doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I, and I can't fix it. Have you ever gone to a friend and tried to tell a friend where they're doing wrong? And they look at you and just openly arm accept it. No? Most of them what? Don't you tell me how to live. Don't you tell me how I should treat my husband. Don't 
tell me how I should discipline my kids. Don't tell me where I should work. Don't tell me what I should wear. Don't tell me how I should talk. And these are friends. 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 Who is weak? And I do not feel weak. (laughs) You're weak and I don't feel it. Did y'all get how he just said that to Timothy? Who's weak and I, I don't, I don't. Did you not just read everything that I just told you? I'm wondering if, if Timothy said, hey, but Paul, I'm not sure you understand everything. Who is, le- who, who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I'm not lying. See, you can consider anything that I say. Call it a lie, whatever you want to call it. But Paul said... Boy, what a, what a freedom and a liberty you can have when you can speak and you know that you're speaking the truth. And see, a lot of the times you get upset and angry when you're speaking something that may not be true and someone objects to it. You're trying to turn a lie into a truth. Well, never mind, I'm not going to get into all that with you right now because y'all just keep getting mad. Watch 1 Peter. 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13. This is the message. Listen to what it says. Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to conclusions that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you're in the very thick of what Christ experienced. I'm sorry, I have a hard time swallowing this one. Be be happy, be glad. (laughs) Oh, just rejoice that you're just going through so much hell in your life. Rejoice! Because after all, Christ experienced it. This is a spiritual refining process. Don't some of you just wish that you could just go ahead and mature to the level of Christ so that you wouldn't be no more challenged or you didn't have to take the tests no more. You was... I think it was Paul that said, not that I have obtained... (laughs) He was basically saying, I ain't been there. I'm not there yet. But what I do know, 
that I let go of the things behind me. Now I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you in your process of, of when you say, I can't do this anymore. Now here comes the help. See, when you can't, oh, but wait a minute. Not that he can't because he can even when you can. So don't get it twisted. He doesn't just, he's not just able to do it when you can't. He can do it before you even thought about doing it. So even when you can't, he will. Your lack of doesn't make him. Your lack will position God to have open authority in your life to do what needs to be done. But until you let go, he can't do. See, now some of you don't like that either. Because God is in control. God in control. And yet while we just sat here the last 15 seconds, how many babies was aborted? Listen, He is in control when we let him be in control. Amen. Here comes letters and emails. And oh, so you think you're bigger than God now. You think you're my bigger. Save him. Save your crowns for your coloring books. When he set us up here, he set us up with dominion. And he says, now have dominion. Be fruitful and multiply. In your journey, I'm just running you through the Bible now. In your journey, I can't be here to hold your hand, but it's better for you that I leave because I'm going to send you somebody just like me. And he's going to give you the power to become sons of God, to become matured ones. I wonder how many of us are still fighting to break the habit of pacifiers and bottles being spoon fed every Sunday and you want to know why Monday through Saturday is just torment you're living on baby food when's the last time you sat down before God and said hey I can't do this anymore and I need some help now whatever it is you want me to do I'll do it. Well, but God, does it have to be Tuesday? We, we want him in our calendars, but only on the days that we have slots for him. Oh, there's days I don't want him in the middle of something. <laughs> just last week, I said, hey, can you sit right here just a minute? I'll be right back. <clears throat> See, when I say stuff like that, people go, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do this membership thing. I think I'm <laughs> Listen. 
listen, I want you to know that we're all in this fight together. And you can fight a good fight if you so desire. But the moment that everything else in your life becomes more important than the word that's being spoken, when things in your life become more important than, than God wanting to, to interrupt your day, when, when everything in your life becomes more important, yeah, not today, not right now. Oh. We got to slide our meal to the center of the table again because somebody called and we got to go. God, can you, can you have them call back in an hour? God, I don't, I don't want to be inconvenienced today. Don't you know what happened to me yesterday? Don't you know what I went through last week? Don't you know the news that I got? Does it have to be today? I just can't do this anymore. Instead, be glad that you're in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. <sighs> Can't you just let me see it straightway so I know it's there? Why has it got to be around the corner? Because I can't see, see. There was a scripture that really broke free in me one time and it was talking about how we don't have to hope for things, have faith for things that we can see. I don't there's no need for faith then. So if you can if you can see and touch everything that you're believing in, it's not faith. I don't have to hope for stuff I already have. If I already have it, why am I hoping for it? And I read that scripture and went, so that's why you hide things from me? I can't do this anymore. I mean, it's almost... When, when you choose to follow Christ, it's almost like walking in a maze because glory is always around the corner. Anybody ever seen a maze? I wish you could find one on Google and put it up so we could see a maze. That's what it's going to be like following Jesus because he's setting glory up around the corner. But see, you've got to be willing to walk this way today in order to go around that corner tomorrow. But too many of us, we jump on the quit wagon. Because after all, today was just like yesterday. It's the same garbage. It's the same pain. It's the same disheartening. It's the same heartbreaks. 
It's the same financial issue. It's the same relation problem. Why bother? And, and you, will look, you will look at people that commit suicide, and this is what you will say. Y'all ready? This is what you will say. That's just selfish. If that just offended you, I'm sorry, but you need to get that out your mouth. What you ought to be saying is, thanks be to God for his grace on my life. That he equips and he empowers me to continue to live and to continue to move on. Not so much how selfish it is. I think if I ever hear that from I'm probably going to hit them in the mouth and get sued. Because I'm tired of hearing it's, it's not It's not a matter of selfishness. See, they reached a point. Oh, and even Christians... Well, Christians are going to go to hell. See, don't start that crazy theology again either. Whatever. The moment that you think that somebody ends up in hell because they took their life is the moment that now you have set your mind on the same level as God. And can I tell you, you'll never have his thoughts. You do not understand grace the way you think you understand it. Even though you should understand it pretty deep because you were a jacked up, still jacked up people. And it's by the grace of God that you're even able to take a breath. It's by the grace of God that you're able to even offer up a worship or a thank you or a praise. See, you arrogant, self-minded While we're on the topic of Paul, let's stay on Paul. It's by God's grace that we move and we breathe and we have our being. It's by the grace of God. By no other works. It's by the grace of God. Watch how Paul jumps into Galatians. Go to Galatians 5, Tommy. Watch, watch how Paul, Paul jumps in and Paul wants to talk to the Galatians about all of this stuff and everything that's going on. And he says, man, you were, you were running a good race. You had it together. Man, you, you were steadfast in the faith. You was running a good race. Who cut in on you? Who came to your house and told you? Well, I tried that. I'm not good at it. Who, who misplaced God in your life and caused you to be different, caused you to act different, to keep you from obeying the truth? You was doing so good. You was doing so good last week. What happened? This is what Paul is telling because the Galatians, somebody had come in with this false gospel and they were, they were starting to tell them people that, oh, you have to be circumcised and it was all about circumcision. See, it couldn't. Paul, was, Paul woke them up and said, hey, wait a minute. Listen. 
And if you continue reading, you'll find that Paul started talking about, he said, at one time I preached circumcision. And if I preach circumcision and that was the key, then why do I face such persecution? See, it's amazing to me how people will change their life because after a while, they will try a certain thing. And they go, "Eh, not working. Wow. And Paul said, I preached it. Who's coming in here preaching this false gospel after I have taught you that it was by the blood of Christ? Not works. Not law. Not blood and law. Not blood and work. It was by the blood. Now who is telling you that you have to add to the blood? Do you know that everything that you add to the blood of Christ over your life, you're diluting the power in which it has? In your life. <laughs> in, in your life. Because <laughs> if I'd have said, you know, I'd have got that mm, text message or something. Phone's probably in there going. Who's taught you this? Who's taught you another way? Man, you were doing so well. Can you walk with me? I'll be easy. I love you. I'll be easy. If I wanted to be mean, I'd have grabbed one of them little boys back here. Don't think you out of it. Don't think you're out the woods yet. Nothing, nothing could alter your mindset. Who's come in and taught you differently? See, all we have to do is just keep. Don't have to run. We, we can, I'll be easy. We take one step at a time because I'm, you're not going to walk it alone. Christ modeled everything in our life before us, before he required of us to walk such a walk. I know, today, didn't look like but it's okay because if I'll just doesn't have to happen overnight see your 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 rest oh here's here's a hard one because 
children of Israel, there were two tribes that were given land prior to crossing the Jordan. And they were just going to hang out. And Joshua came and said, time out, brother. <laughs> There's no rest for you until all. Amen. So see, we go back to well, 2 Corinthians. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter the things that we have to face. Because we're going to have to face things. And, and Galatians, we, we already know that we were taught one thing. So we can't, we can't bend to make it seem like, but it really isn't. So we still have to, to go. We, we might have 40 lashes minus one. But we're going to have to go because there's still others that need. And then there's three times we were beaten with rods. And once we were pelted with stones. And three times we might have been shipwrecked and left by ourselves. But we still, we have to keep going because there's still others. And then I've been spent, I've spent a day and a night in the open sea. I, I wish he would have put in there that I've done time in the wilderness. I have been constantly on the move. We have to keep going. We can't stop because there's still too much stuff that we got to get done. And I've been in danger from rivers i've been in danger from bandits we've had the hellions chasing us we've had fellow jews chasing us but it's okay we can't we got to keep we got to keep keep walking and in the danger from gentiles in the city in the country we've been in danger we've been in danger to see we've had the false believers We've had them all. See, everybody wants to come in and everybody wants to give a tale of, of well, I don't know. And, and if you just continue to go, man, I just can't do this anymore. And you allow other people to infiltrate what, what, we, what we've been taught and where we're supposed to go. Then it causes us to stand up again. And then we keep forgetting everything else that everybody else is saying. And we stand up again and we keep walking and we have to keep going. You can't stop because of the trial that you're facing. Jesus never stopped in the midst of his trial. He did not stop until he reached his goal and he said it is finished I've done it I fought the good fight but too many times just because of adversity we find ourselves and we lay back in our chair I told you I'd be nice I'll let you See, there's something you don't understand that I do. As for me and my house. Well, Pastor, are you... I, I will shut circles off. Disconnect your phone numbers. I, I'm being polite about it. Because, see, there's been a teaching here, Miss Linda, that God is Lord. Not you, not your opinion, not your Google. Choose you this day. See, it's a choice. We have to make this choice every day, baby. You can't make it for us. Because guess what? 
you go through trials and tribulations too. And if I depend on you, without hurting your feelings, being nice and setting you down real easy and gentle, if I have to depend on you, you'll screw my whole life up. I was being gentle. Very easy. Because there's one that is, there is one that is unchangeable. Does that mean everything goes away? <laughs> no. <laughs> we already know that. got to be a way that when we're done that when life is over when everything's finished and we're on the brink of glory that's right around the corner we can hang our hat and we can say I fought a good fight I've kept the faith so no matter how many times you find yourself sitting throughout the day or throughout the week saying, can't do this anymore. Consider Jesus and what he went through for you. Pastor, that's easier said than... A well, I hear that nonsense too. Duh! As if I don't know that. I know it's easier said than done. But if all I keep doing is the do and not the say, I'm going to live in the do. The do, 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 live, do, uh, never mind. I don't want to live there, man. Why would you want to stay in the mess you're in? Is it that comfortable? Or, I mean, do you experience something better in, in your old nasty that I don't, I'm not aware of and that I don't experience? Because if there was a way that you can figure out that you experience something better there than what you experience here, I'd like to know because it's easier to live here for me than it is to live for Christ. Didn't say I did. I said it's easier. Yes, and it's easier for you too because you do it every day. You will find yourself. We all jump into flesh because it's easier. Paul told Galatians, he said, It's not I that lives. Christ that lives in me. We can't live our life for ourselves. Man, I was thinking about this this morning. And I'm going, God, there has to be, there has to be something in the end. There has to be. See, we can't take the chance whether it will be or won't be. There has to be something in the end. My God, the things that you fight for in the flesh, 
in the physical life. The things that you fight for there are things that you know that's going to bring a reward if you win. Am I correct or am I wrong? Am I preaching or am I not preaching? We will fight for things that will bring a reward in this life. Yes, we will. We do it every day. If we know that there's going to be a reward by God, we're going to fight until we get the reward. Ask me how I know. We're going to fight until we get to the end. Can I tell you something? That there is just as much, if not more, probably so, in glory. Now we shouldn't live our life See, I get, so, I get so twisted with stuff like that because I, I, hear, I hear the religious spirit go, there you go, teach them that, teach them that, teach them that. And then I got to come back and go, nope, now I'm going to hurt their feelings. <laughs> I don't want you serving God so that it's better. I don't want you... I don't want you sacrificing everything here so that you can get to heaven. I don't want you fighting to be saved and to live a life for Jesus so you can be healed one day over in glory land. Because see, if that is your mentality, if that is your theology, if that is your belief system, then my friend, I think I would step out to say that you're in error. Because now we're serving for what he can do, not for who he is. Do you not know that we serve the Creator? To love him should be easy. Why is it so hard? Oh, pastor, no, I love him. You're lying. Because he said, he made it simple. He made it extremely simple. He said, if you love me, are y'all kidding me? He said, if you love me, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) He said, if you love me, you will obey me. Please don't forget that. Again, be a quiz on Wednesday. (laughs) And every day we disobey him. Not, okay, I'm, I want you to feel good. That's why we're going to do, Tommy will pick a couple of praise worship songs and that's what we'll put them together and then they can feel good when they leave. Because right now I feel like I'm cutting. Some of us say, well, I didn't mean to do it.
Aren't you glad He didn't slip off the cross? I'm not trying to be religious on you and tell you that you got to go through and, uh, and obey the 630, 632. I'm a whole, Aaron said 632 extra laws or laws. No, they were the extra laws, weren't they? They were the extra laws. They were above the 10, so there were 642, according to Aaron. He's over there fact-checking. Don't you love? Hey, by YouTube, by Facebook, we'd love to see you. This ain't the stuff for them. I just think that there's, there is a conscious effort on our part that we have to walk in accordance with the Spirit. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit will not just let you sin? Do y'all believe that? Or do y'all just say, well, he won't just let you sin without first checking you right here. But too many of us live so fast-paced, we don't give it time to get from here to here. We do it, and then we go, crap, I shouldn't have done that. Did I just say that? The Holy Spirit is there so that, so that you live out a righteous life. And you live out a holy life. That's why he's there. He's, the Holy Spirit's not there so that you can figure out whether to bake somebody a cake or not. When you're in your gifting, trust me, you bake all day. Brownies are good. But when you're, when you're moving in your gift, listen, I'm telling you, there's times that I can minister at the altar and I walk away and go, what in the world just happened? Because mm -hmm. I don't have to think about that. That's the Holy Spirit doing his deal. And sometimes when I'm preaching, I got to think. But I thought it was the word of God. I thought that the Holy. You're not a puppet. God is not standing. If I fall, call 911. God is not standing above your life going, oh, doo -doo. I wish I had that music. No, not really. That's puppeteer music. That's not that. But he... is that what you think God's doing with you? Oh, pastor, the Lord led me right over to this person and I spoke these words and then blah, blah, blah. Do you think that God's doing this? See, God done his job when he created heaven and the earth. And he created you. You screwed it up. He sent his son to fix it up. His son said, I can't deal with you anymore. Pastor, you can't. Yes, I can. He said, oh, ye of little faith, how much more time do I have to deal with you? That's what he said. He said, i got to send you somebody. Holy Spirit, you have patience. 
And now the Holy Spirit quickens. The Holy Spirit empowers. But we want him to do our job. Man, isn't it funny that they talk about putting the hands to the plow and anyone that lets go of the plow, they're unworthy of the kingdom, right? Follow me. I had to put my hands on the plow. It didn't say follow behind the Holy Spirit while he... He said, if you let go of the plow... You're not fit for the kingdom. I'm sweating. Bad. Don't hug me after church. So let's do this this morning. You're not on camera, you're not on video. And do you want me to do it the, like the holy way? You want me to tell you to bow your head and close your eyes? That way when I ask you this and you raise your hand, nobody else can see you. Do you want to do it that way? You want to, we can turn the lights down. We can make the music right. And we can have everybody bow their head and close their eyes. And that way when I ask you a question, you don't raise your hand and everybody can see you. Is that, does that make you more comfortable? I'm just asking. Because see, there, there's times in our life my friend, listen to me. When the day of reckoning comes, God's not going to make the atmosphere just right for you. You enter his atmosphere. This is why I don't believe in this thing that, oh, just pray and ask God into your heart. No. Pray and ask God into your life. No. We should be praying the other way. That we have access to his heart. That we have access into his life. Because when we invite him into our life, our lives are so cluttered. Remember, we just, we just talked about it. We put him in where he fits. See, we'll, we'll have boyfriend, girlfriend for so long. And we sleeping with them. Looking for kids. We come to church, we lift up nasty hands, we call them holy, we call what is bad good, what is good bad, we lift up nasty hands, we go home, we commit fornication, and then we ask God why ain't, we, 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 live, a, we live a life of promiscuity just. I believe God was dead serious when he said, be holy, for I'm holy. That means in order for us to be a part of him, we have to be a part of him. Make sense? Did I lose you on the double thing? In order to be with him, you have to be with him. In order to love him, you have to love him. So don't just sit here and go, well, I asked Jesus into my heart when I was 12 and I'm good. Please don't do that to yourself. 
And, and, and I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying you're going to hell. It's not what I'm, that's not what I'm telling you. I'm just telling you that there's more to God than what you're allowing him to be in your life because you've invited him into your life. Make it a point this morning to ask God for access to his. You'll, you'll come to a place. I'm not going to say you'll never say this again. I, I think this title is going to stick with you for probably till you die. I can't do this anymore. Some of you go say it tomorrow. You go say it tomorrow and go, crap. And you go hear past in the back of your head. You go think it's the Holy Spirit and his pastor sitting over back your head. Turn around and look. It might, I, just might be, I just might be there going, you shouldn't have done that. That's how, that's how most of us do it right there. Boy, if, if we would just give up and give in like that, watch. Did y'all just? Look, I, I just try to help you out on a simple level. The baby was crying. Do you think the baby would have still been crying if she would have fought the whole time that her auntie was picking her up if her auntie wasn't able to pick her up and the baby just that's how we do we start crying in life we're uncomfortable and we won't just go see that she don't want that she don't want that she wants her pop up I thought she was bringing her to me. <laughs> she said no because she wants her mama. Are y'all okay? I mean, I, I don't want you to leave messed up. I, I, want, I want you to leave with a, with a certain type of boldness inside of you now. Because you may not be able to do this anymore. But if we'll, if we'll look at Paul and see what he went through, and he was still able to say that he fought a good fight. See, if we're able to lay on our bed, our, our dying breath, and say, I fought a good fight. I fought the best. Man, that's, I, Dennis, I really hope. I mean, the problem is I'm still fighting with some things in the past. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still fighting those things. See, I, I'm not as free as, as some of y'all might be. I, I still fight some of the things in the past because there's a day that's coming. And, and I've, got to look, I've got to look at my father. I want to be able to, to walk away from this world into the next by saying, I fought a good fight. But see, there's a thing that's called the past that hangs. And I keep going, God, I tried. But the first couple... Man, I really messed that up, didn't I? But we need to let go of the things behind. Press forward 
to the prize ahead. So don't feel like you're all alone when you say, I can't do this anymore because there's probably a couple of your brothers and sisters inside the camp that have said it probably simultaneously. If we turned on everybody's little Wi-Fi's and Sci-Fi's and everything in the living room, we'd probably hear it in stereo or maybe surround sound or maybe symphony. Everybody at one time went, I can't do this anymore. I love you. And I want to tell you this morning that you can do this. You can. I'm, I know, but you can. There's many of us in here that have said, I can't do it anymore, and we did it. Just so happened we're facing another season of, I can't do it anymore. Boy, the season of quit is upon us. You can do this. He is Lord. You can do this. He said, fear not. You're going to face the tribulations, but fear not. I've overcome the world. So what the world has to offer you can't defeat you. Times can get tough, man. This is why we should be able to interact as friends. This is why, this is why we have to have a friendship. This is a hard friendship, though. We're still growing in this, aren't we? Because you don't want to listen to everything. But I'm joking. I'm joking, dudes. I'm joking. Friendship's hard. Because you and I are not going to agree every time. Man, I had to go... I had to go outside of my family. Because there's only a level of friendship that family can offer. There's things I can't talk about with family. And it's not because I'm worried about them being judgmental. It, it has nothing. There's something that comes. That's why they're called family. And that's why they're called friends. Because see, sometimes family, sometimes family won't tell you the truth. Because they love you so much they don't want to hurt you. They would rather skirt around it. But when you find a real friend, a real friend, not some of your crazy people that y'all have in your life that you think are friends. I'm saying a real friend. When a friend will look you in the eye and go, nah. Brother, you're wrong. I love you, but you're wrong. 
You need, you need somebody in your life to be a friend that loves you. Not someone that wants something from you, but someone that loves you. I mean willing to do things when it's inconvenient and when it hurts. But I'm telling you, you can do this.